Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, come on. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Hello, and welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host, Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself. Today, we got the two live crew for you, the Fantasy Fiend. I'm Young Vander. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? Joe had a little emergency with the fam that he had to take care of. Prayers up for you and baby girl, Joe. Uh, we know everything will be just fine, and we'll be back with you on next week. I know the family, uh, the, the fantasy fiends are going to miss you, but I will make sure we do it justice this week without you. Uh, week nine, we have more injuries. We have people being fired. We have people being benched, waivers, bye weeks. A whole lot to break down, but we're going to make sure that we give you all the information that's necessary for you to be successful as we reach the halfway point of the regular season. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel at Fantasy Football Fiend. That's F-E-I-N. Again, we have a great show for you today. News and notes, rapid fire 10, your matchups, best bets. But we are going to go ahead and get the party started with your news. And now your fantasy news. Let's, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about <laughs> the debacle that is the Las Vegas Raiders and um, how that's going to break down for fantasy in general. And then we'll kind of go into the normal pattern of uh, discussing the other quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. But, man, so we have McDaniels gets, getting fired, the GM getting fired, Jimmy G getting benched. And as of right now, Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starter. It looks like they're going to kind of see what they have with the rookie. Um, and from what it was saying, it kind of felt like this was going to be a rest of the year type of a decision. Not that we're going to, you know, run, run with the hot hand type of a situation, which makes sense because the new head coach and new GM, whoever they're going to be, they're going to kind of need to know whether or not they have to draft a quarterback or if they have one. So, what do we see going on with Vegas for the rest of the year as far as fantasy implications are concerned? How do you feel about Adams, um, Jacoby Myers, Aiden O'Connell? What we got going on? Well, from a fantasy standpoint, I think it's a positive uh, being that okay. Aiden O'Connell is now in. Um, you already see what Jimmy G is going to give you. You know what I mean? There's no need to go to Hoyer, who's probably like a 14-year veteran out here. <laughs> and so – you know, what is that going to do? You know you're not going to win the Super Bowl or anything with him. Um, yeah. Like, before, it's best to go ahead, put this young guy in, see what you got with him. I think he's just the best uh, person available as far as for your skill players as well. He has a pretty good – he has a live arm, pretty good. He can yeah. push it downfield. And I think, you know, give him the rest of the year to see what he got. We only seen a little bit of him. This past year he got one start. Wasn't really that good. He did came in with some mop-up duty, played pretty well. 
So I think now that he knows he's the starter moving forward, mm -hmm. uh, you're probably going to be able to get a, a real read on this guy. Um, but as far as guys like Adams, um, Myers, and, and the cast, I think he's actually a plus for everybody. I definitely think he's a plus for Adams. Uh, one, he can throw the ball downfield. But then the other thing is the McDaniels offense is notoriously kind of overly complicated, if that makes sense. Now you got a defensive head coordinator, I mean, a defensive coordinator as your head coach. I can kind of see the offense being throw the ball to Adams. And when you're not throwing the ball to Adams, let let uh, Josh Jacobs run the ball. Like they're going to try to make this as simple as possible versus going through all these reads and doing all, throw the ball to Adams. If you can't throw the ball to Adams, throw the ball to Jacoby. And other than that, hand the ball to Jacobs. And honestly, you know who may be the biggest, benef biggest benefactor from this may actually end up being Renfro because he just was not a part of the offense at all. So, I mean, we'll see how things shake out, but I, they can't be much worse than what they were. So um, you got um, Kyler Murray, who had another full practice. Now, the scuttlebutt is that um, the rookie, Toon, is going to be the starter for this week. Uh, but it's all signs are pointing towards Kyler Murray ending up being the starter uh, next week, especially since how they went ahead and dealt Josh Dobbs to the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who ended up losing Kirk Cousins due to an injury where he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So you can start where you want to with that. I touched a little bit on Arizona, a little bit on what we like or, or don't like going forward as far as Minnesota is concerned. You know, kind of unpack that whole situation a little bit. What we got there? Well, as far as Arizona concerned, I mean, I think the Cardinals are doing the right thing by not just throwing Kyle out there right away, especially against a Browns defense. I don't think he won his first yeah. game <laughs> against Cleveland, right? Um, so him playing next week sounds pretty good to me. I'm very surprised by the Dobbs move being traded to Minnesota. I don't think anyone's seen that coming. Nah. Um, and Minnesota already said they're going to start Jaron Hall this weekend. So it'll be another rookie up there seeing what he got. I uh, look for Dobbs to probably get a start eventually as the season goes on. Now, the one thing is what's going to happen when Justin Jefferson comes back? Because, I mean, he like he's on tap to maybe come back early as next week. Um, so who's going to be the better fit for that guy is probably going to be a question moving forward for Minnesota. Yeah, I, I kind of – I think I might like the offense – not just as much as when Cousins was there, but Dobbs does put another little wrinkle in there uh, with, with the fact that he can run the ball. So now the safeties really can't cheat because you have uh, – you well, you will have uh, Justin Jefferson. Addison is taking a step. You have a running quarterback. Like, like you're going to have to pick your poison. And, um, you know, Hawkinson ain't exactly a chump either. So you're going to have to pick your poison as far as that offense is concerned. So I think – um Either Hall is going to be a nice surprise and ends up keeping the job, which means he actually, uh, you know, he excelled quite a bit, or you're going to have Dobbs come in, take over, and be able to hold it in the road. Um, has much better weapons than what he had in Arizona. So he, if he was able to get a few wins for them, I don't see any reasons why he won't be able to get a few wins for Minnesota. And luckily, they're in a division that isn't, you know, top-notch at the moment. So they, they may um, – still be able to kind of keep those playoff hopes alive. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But as far as fantasy is concerned, I really don't, I really don't think there'll be too much of a step back. Um, 
even without Cousins being there. Another quarterback that has been injured but is back in practice, and now he's been looking pretty sharp in practice, that's Deshaun Watson. Um, so looks like P.J. Walker's moonlighting may be about over, and Deshaun should be back. How long he'll be back, we don't know. Um, that shoulder's been giving him some issues, but it, the – the indication is that he's been pretty sharp in practice. So it looks like he's going to be able to go this week. How do we feel about Deshaun going forward? Um, do you sell him based on the news that he's healthy versus waiting to see if he's actually good enough, um, you know, to put up fantasy points or to stay healthy? Or what, what are we doing with Deshaun now? I mean, being where you drafted Deshaun, especially if you're in a two-quarterback flex-type league, you probably spent some pretty high capital on him. Um, and you've probably been waiting for him to return. So just you might as well just stay with him. I think if you're in a one quarterback league, then you know, you should be fine. But if you're in a two quarterbacks for flex league, uh just wait and see what he has. I mean, if you do sell him, what are you gonna sell him for? You know, what I mean, I think it's gonna it's gonna be one of those things where if you wait and see what he got, you might can get more for you. You know what I mean? Versus selling him right now, you're probably not gonna get very much for him. So I think he's going to be worth the wait. He does have a very favorable schedule down the road, you know, especially during playoff time. A lot of guys like to look ahead and see what they got. So um, he has a pretty favorable schedule when it comes around the playoffs. So me personally, I will hold him unless somebody just gave me something I could refuse. Indeed, indeed. So uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, he's indicating that he will be ready for Thursday. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I, I really don't really don't have very much faith in Kenny Pickett at this point. Um, they, they, they might have been better off seeing what Trubisky could do with this offense and with these weapons. Um, I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like Pickett is just the guy. Um, Pittsburgh really isn't one of those teams to move to move away from guys very quickly. So it'll probably still be his job as long as he's healthy. But between Pickett. And Matt Canada, I just don't like the position that they're putting two pretty good running backs in and a couple of really good receivers that they have, but you wouldn't know it based on the offense that they're running. But it looks like Pickett is going to be able to go up against the Titans. Now, my question that I have for you in that matchup is, is um, your boy, uh, the new quarterback for Tennessee, is Levis or is is it Levis? Is that how you pronounce his name? Is 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 he for real? Like 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 was that a one hit wonder most likely, or do we think that what we saw is what we're gonna get? Um, there have been a couple of quarterbacks to go out there, you know, when people really didn't prepare for him, and you know they just kind of let it go, and you know they got similar results. I won't say same. I can't remember the last one I got. I, I think he got four touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. But do we think that he's gonna keep that going? I mean, I think he had like one of the best debuts ever of all time. Um, is he going to keep it going? Why not? I mean, I think him being inserted into this style of offense is what they've been needing. Someone that can stretch the field that helps a guy like Henry out. Well, cities are not able to play down in the box. Um, so it kind of open up the running lanes. D-Hop as well, a guy that like, he's not really a burner, but he can't get downfield. Um, so it kind of helps him out as well. Tannehill, not really known for that. Um, Malik Willis gave you very little of that. So I think that um, that part of Levis' game has really uh, been what this offense has been missing. So, uh, yeah, why not? I'm not looking for him to throw another four touchdowns, but right. this Pence, 
This Pittsburgh defense is not very good. So I can see. And Mika Fitzpatrick is hurt. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I haven't seen anything about whether or not he's going to play this week, but I know he did get hurt last week. Who? Mika Fitzpatrick, safety. But the defense isn't very good against the running backs or wide receivers or quarterbacks at all. I mean, they have, you know, TJ Watt, little bright spots here and there. But as a whole, as a unit, they have been very good fantasy wise. So he does have a really good favorable matchup going into this week again. So I look for him to have another another pretty good week. Another hurt quarterback, we got Matthew Stafford is dealing with a thumb injury. Uh, We don't know for certain whether or not he's going to sit. If he does, then Brett Ripon will end up being the the guy to get the call up. Um, Is this a guy that in a pinch you're okay with starting, especially like, again, when we're looking at your super flexes, your, you know, two QB leagues right now, I think I want to say there's like, close to double-digit teams that are starting a backup or, or a replacement player, if you will, as far as quarterback is concerned. So a lot of people may have some quarterback issues uh, going into week nine. So how do we feel about the offense if Brett is the one at the helm? I'm not a fan of it. Um, <laughs> I, I think Cuba and Puka both take, you know, they they they, they take hits, you know. Having this new quarterback in play. If you're in a super flex league, to be honest with you, man, there may be some skilled players I prefer to play in that spot over this guy. Mm. Um, they're not against a, you know, very threatening defense. I mean, it's Green Bay, but Green Bay does have some good defensive players um, individually. So that can always, you know, be trouble. But I'm not a fan of ripping. Um, and I think every offensive player on this team definitely has um, – took some uh, detractors from uh, what they do. So, Moving on over to running backs, uh, we have Aaron Jones, who was limited. He has a – yeah, Let's not move on. One more thing. Okay. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. Um, Ritter has been benched. And we have uh, T- Tyler Heineke, who's going to be starting, which uh, another, you know, guy getting replaced there. So that's another situation. If you were dependent on Ritter – and um, you're in that two-quarterback situation, you just lost somebody. So hopefully you already had Heineke waiting in the wings because the writing was on the wall for a couple of these teams. Uh, I know um, in our uh, league of record, our money league, both of us picked up a few guys that we kind of saw taking over jobs here. Um, I know I picked up Aiden O'Connell. You picked up almost every other replacement quarterback out there. (laughs) So... Um, I know you had uh, Will Levis. Um, who else did you end up um, I seen with? That. I seen the Levis thing coming. Um, so I, I got him like a week prior. Um, it's funny that um, as far as Aiden, you was in front of me in the waiver. I did put a claim in for him, but you you know you rewarded him in front of me. I think I was seven and you were eight or something like that. Right. It was, so, <laughs> got that one off on me. But, um, you know, I mean, this Heineke thing, we we knew it was gonna happen. We just didn't know when. Um, and just so happened, Riddler was able to get a concussion, got cleared, and the coaches didn't put him back out there. Now this is the total opposite of how I feel about ripping, where I think okay. everybody on the offense is taking a a step up. Uh, I love Drake London a lot more. Kyle Pitts finally can maybe come out of the pits of hell that he's been going through fantasy wise. Um, he's still not getting. You know, he's still splitting, you know what I'm saying, the snaps with another tight end. That's one thing. But 
I think he'll get a better thrown ball to him as well. I think this helps Bijan Robinson as well. Um, yeah. Love Heineke. If you, this is a guy I would love to play in my super flex because Heineke is sneaky athletic. He will take off and run here and there. Um, so I do like this this move right here a whole lot. I'm going to tell you this, though. Um, I don't really like the Arthur Smith offense in general. When you have your tight end two throwing a pass to your tight end three, and you have the highest drafted tight end ever blocking for the two of them. I, I th- th- these are some systemic issues. Like 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 the the quarterback didn't make that call. Like like it's it's some stuff going on in Atlanta that like is just head scratching. So hopefully you know the targets that he does get now will be a little bit better targets. I know um, when Heineke was playing for the Washington, well, what was the Washington football team when he was there, the Commanders, um, Logan Thomas was a, you know, a spot start based on what he can get done. So I can see, you know, it definitely being a a plus for Pitts. Um, So running backs, you got Aaron Jones still dealing with hamstring. He's been dealing with hamstring injuries pretty much this season now he was limited in practice so we'll kind of see how that goes um james connor could be back in week 10 i know he was on ir Uh, some of you guys may be waiting for him to come back or this may be a time to go ahead and try to get him um you know why this you know this is a pretty big bye week for most and they may need somebody that you kind of have stashed away that you don't like as much as a james connor as far as tattern is concerned maybe now might be a good time to kind of go after him um Amari DiMarcato, who is the uh, backup running back for Arizona, he's dealing with a toe issue. Those toe issues can be kind of tricky. Um, they don't normally go away very quickly. If you got a toe issue, um, it can flare up at any given time. So that kind of puts Ingram um, in the driver's seat as far as that's concerned. Um, Damian Pierce, man, this this guy fell from grace. He was a darling, fantasy darling on last year. Um, he's dealing with the ankle issue right now. And even when he wasn't hurt, he just hasn't been anyone that's dependable this year. Um, what's your outlook on Pierce? Is this somebody that you go by low as far as like a dynasty situation is concerned? I really don't like what I'm seeing this year, and I don't know if it'll get better this year, but what's your overall prognosis as far as Pierce is concerned? Sell, 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 sell. Is somebody sell wanna, low? Yeah, just sell. Yeah, sell low. Okay. Sell mid, you know what I mean? Just sell them. I'm not a fan of them. Uh, coming out of Florida, he wasn't a guy that was used to a workload. You know, this is the NFL. And uh, as you see, his workload increases. He tends to get banged up. He was banged up last year, and now we look at the same thing this year. He'll never be nothing more than a split running back. With that being said, sell him. Um, I think the better running back is behind him, in my opinion. I, think I, I was about to ask you that. How do you feel about Singletary? Is, is, is that a guy to go get, or or do you just leave the backfield alone in general? If Pierce is out, then yes. Okay. Both of them there. If you got two, you don't got one. You know what I mean? So, um, but Singletary is the better back out of the two, in my opinion. Look, unless we're talking about Indy, and then you don't know which one to start, but either one you start didn't disappoint you last week. Right. So, kind of have, you know. Moss has been a, a, play, a revelation, pleasant, right? Pleasant surprise, but also a thorn in the Jonathan Taylor owners um, because he, he won't 
he's in the way. You know what I mean? So, and they have a, and they a, put him out there on the goal line, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? I need JT to score. What are you doing right now? But what do you do? Uh, Joe Mixon showed up this past week, um, but he's also dealing with a chest injury. He had a limited participation on Wednesday. Normally with veterans that have anything going on, limited just the fact that they showed up on Wednesday as a sign that they're going to play on Sunday. So I really wouldn't worry too much as far as that is concerned. Um, Raheem Mostart set out with an ankle injury as far as Wednesday's practice was concerned. He was a non-participant. Um, looks like Derek Henry is going to be good to go for Thursday. He had a little bit of an ankle injury. Um, Saquon Barkley. Still tending to the ankle injury. So he's not 100% back, although he's back. What is your outlook on Saquon? Um, both this week and in general, um, he he's showing that he can't stay healthy. And maybe the Giants knew what they were doing by not giving him that long-term deal and just kind of putting him on that, you know, one-year tested type of situation. But um, same thing with Jacobs. You know, they, they, they're kind of both showing that they are – not infallible as far as that running back position is concerned. But what are we looking at with Barkley going forward? Is he a guy that you may want to attempt to buy low on, or are we just going to kind of let sleeping dogs lie as far as Saquon is concerned? He's not a guy I really want to buy on. I don't think he's hurt at all. I mean, I know he's tense to this ankle thing, but he just came over like a 30 touch game, 30 plus, you know what I mean? So, um, but I just don't like his schedule down the stretch. It's not very favorable. There's a lot of other guys out there I like ahead of him um, as far as, you know, down the stretch uh, schedules. So that's for for that reason only is why I'm not a fan of Barkley. If you could sell him, I would sell him. If you want to know who I sell him for, for example, I sell him for a guy like Brees Hall. Uh, Brees Hall is the, the lesser Do you name. think the Brees Hall owner would be willing to do that or are you going to have to give up oh, a little yeah. bit more? No, nah, I think he may, especially in a redraft. And the dynasty league, maybe not so much. But in a redraft no, yeah, that's just yeah, in a redraft league, Barkley name holds a lot more weight than Brees Hall, but you need to do it now. Don't wait because I don't think Barkley's gonna make it through the, most running backs that's getting 30, 30 touches in a game don't make it through the season. And you already on a coming off a bum ankle. Like they they don't what what the Giants are showing is they about to use you up and kick you out. That that's that's what I'm seeing from, from his usage on a bum ankle already. But but like I said, this is in a redraft situation, I think the Brees Hall owner would, you know what I'm saying, may take a Barkley because Barkley has the bigger name. Uh, Brees Hall, you can see you can see the smoke. The fire hasn't really like really shown yet, but you can see it is is turning. And I think um for that reason, you I would go get like a guy like Brees Hall before it explodes. It's about to explode soon. When it does, then you won't be able to do it. But I think if you do it right now, I think the Barkley owner can maybe get a Brees Hall, you know, somebody that has a more favorable schedule down the stretch. As far as wide receiver news is concerned, wide receiver news is more so tied to the quarterbacks this week. Um, quarterbacks that will, won't be there, things of that nature. We kind of talked a little bit about that already. Um, the one guy that I do want to talk about as far as, his value and should you attempt to sell now or do you ride it out deandre hopkins uh, he was the recipient of three of those touchdowns from will levis do we hold on to hopkins and 
is the tide turning based on the quarterback changing or does his value never get higher than what it is today and you need to try to find a trade for him this week just in case it doesn't go the same way on Thursday yeah his value is never going to get it's not going to get higher than it is right now um so let me come up with a three touchdown game the hat trick for sure you know maybe going to sell him at the best time if you're going to hold him then hold him but if you're looking to sell there's no higher or better time than now than to get something back for him pretty good so I would definitely tell them right now. It, is there any other, I would say, pertinent wide receiver news that I'm that's not coming to mind that uh that we want to put out there? I know um Mike Wilson, not really that big on the fantasy radar. He had a shoulder injury. KJ Osborne, um, who is kind of like the number two right now with uh Jefferson being out, he's dealing with a chest injury. He was limited uh on uh, on today, as far as practice was concerned, uh, Puka Nakua, he's limited uh, with a knee injury, but um, no indication that he won't be able to go. But the fact that Rippon is going to most likely be in there this week, uh, combined with a little bit of a knee issue, may be a reason to kind of, you know, maybe go a different direction if you can, as far as he's concerned. Um, well, one guy that I do want to ask you about um, over there in Washington. Jahan Dotson, he was kind of unleashed this week. Is this a one-hit wonder, or are they going to kind of get him a little bit more involved in the offense, and we should kind of take a look at that? Or, or how, how are you feeling about the commander's offense? The commander's offense is funny, right? Um, I like Sam Howell moving forward. It's like he's a good fantasy choice, but at the same time, it's funny because his skill, his weapons, not all of them are really super fantasy relevant, if that makes sense. Right. Like you have Lauren, who's starting to get better as the time. I think with that toe injury, he's starting to heal up a lot more. Um, but then Dawson, like you said, he's been disappearing a lot. Really haven't heard much of him. Like Curtis Samuel. Had, Mr. Hyde situation. Right. Curtis Samuel have had some pretty good games. Um, hasn't seen him. Um, Logan Thomas, a game here and there. So but Sam Howell he has a, a toe injury. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that's, you know, going to linger or, or what's going on with that. But um, Scary Terry started the season with a toe injury. Now Curtis Samuel has a toe injury. So there's that piece, too. But I, I, I'm not sure Dotson. I'm not running out grabbing Dotson, if that's what you're asking. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, him having a little game here, that's cool. But I need to see more. Now, last year, he was the guy, you know. Right. He was the guy in red zone, things like that. But this year, he hasn't really, you know, done much. So, but uh, I like Sam Howell in that offense. That's pretty much the, you know, him and Terry, probably guys I like the most, along with Logan Thomas. And that pretty much wraps up the news. We're going to go ahead and get into Rapid Fire 10. And now... Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. All right, man. Here we go, man. It's Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. We got 10 quick questions. We need 10 quick answers. People want to know, who do I start out of the two? Let's get right into it. All right. We got Taylor Heineke or Daniel Jones. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Heineke. Okay. We got Will Levis or Jordan Love? Give me Levis. I'm going to stay in the flames. Uh, Love has been low. Levis has been high. Give me that guy. 
All right, we got Jerome Ford or Joe Mixon. I actually like the direction that Cincinnati is going in in general as far as the offense is concerned. So I'm going I'm to I'm go ahead and ride the hot hand as far as Mixon is concerned. All right, they got Buffalo and Jerome them have Arizona this week. So that's probably the reason for that question. Yeah, All makes right. sense. We got Aaron Jones or Zach Moss. Give me Moss. Uh, they're putting him in on the goal line, touchdowns, win you fantasy games. So let me get the guy that's uh, you know, most likely to get a touchdown this week. We got Gus Edwards or Kareem Hunt. Mm. Gus Edwards has been on one. Um yeah, let, let, let me go with Gus. Um they've been using a full platoon in Cleveland. Um, even uh Pierre. Um, what's Pierre Strong uh, has been getting his share of touches there. So give me the give me the Gus bus. All right. We got DeAndre Hopkins or Amari Cooper. Um, hmm. I, I think I'm a role. I think I'm staying in flames with Hopkins. Um, yeah. it, it's not it's not too many pass catchers in Tennessee, so I can see him getting his fair share of targets. We got Devonta Smith or Rasheed Rice. You know what? Smith is clearly the the better overall wide receiver, but that boy uh, Rice can he he can win you a week with, with one play. Um, oh no! You know what? Give me Rice because that Eagles Cowboys game, I could see that being a little bit of a lower scoring, not down drag out divisional type situation. So, yeah, I'll go with Rice. All right. We got what's this tiny question? We got Taysom Hill or Trey McBride? I hope Taysom Hill don't go off this week because I got to go against him in our money league. But McBride, I mean, he had, I want to say he had like like 10 catches or something like that. But the fact that that was a different quarterback, Toon's right. going to be in there, and he's going to be going against that vaunted Cleveland defense, he's going to be running for his life the whole game. So I don't want any parts of Arizona in, in general this week, to be honest with you. So I'm going to go the opposite of anybody that you put up there with Arizona. Yeah, I think that's like a 14-target game. Um, and he caught so, 10 of them. Yeah, I mean, like you said, different quarterback. So that is something definitely to watch, even though he has nobody there to compete with, with Hurts being an IR. So, right. I okay, this one we got Tank Dale or Tajay Spears. Mm, flex question. Okay. Um, all right. So if I'm projected to win, I'm going to go with Spears. If I gotta do a go for the gusto play, because I'm I'm I, I feel like I could probably lose the game, I'm gonna go for the guy that might be able to put up twenty points on a on a good day. Um, I'll go with Dale in that situation. And last but not least, we got Najee Harris or George Pickens. I actually like Warren better than I like Harris, and they play for the same team. Um, picking again is one of those guys that can get you your whole fantasy week in one play. So right. give me pickings. 
So that concludes our rapid fire 10. Rapid fire 10. All right, so let's go ahead and get into these matchups. We'll break them down for you, let you know what your best DFS situations are, who you want to go to, who you want to stay away from. First up, Thursday night, we have the Tennessee Titans going up against the Steelers. This is a 37-point over-under, and um, the Titans are actually getting two-and-a-half points here. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and kick us off with that. Um, That over-under concerns me for all players involved. Um, in Thursday night games are, are, are normally a little bit lower scoring anyway, but I do kind of feel like if you have to hang your hat on anybody in this matchup, for me, it's going to end up being uh, Hopkins because I think he's going to get peppered with targets. Again, I, I don't like Pickett. Um, I don't really like Harris either. Um, the Titans have the number one, uh, well, They've been number one as far as run defense for a good bit of the season. They definitely have a really good run defense. They're more susceptible to the pass. So, again, like I said, pickets can kind of get you your week in one play, especially with those cornerbacks. So, as far as Levis is concerned, you know, if, if you got to run with them, run with them. Um, in their back end, like I was saying earlier, Mika Fitzpatrick is – uh, out well, I don't know if he's out, but he was hurt last game, and I want to say he may be out this week with this quick turnaround. That definitely doesn't help a defense who's already been giving up some, you know, pretty big passes. And D Hop showed that he still got it, so I think I would, uh, you know, kind of lean to those guys if I had to lean in to anybody in this matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if Traylon Burks make an appearance, um, being with this new quarterback. With his skill set, he's the kind of like the forgotten guy. Um, so don't be True. surprised. I mean, if if he rears his head somewhere in this game, and if he does, do you keep him or do you go ahead and move away from him, thinking that he might end up being a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, win you one week and lose you another? No, I'll keep him because the skill set that Levis has is different than the guys before him. You know what I mean? So he has more of a live arm, um, and he, this is one of those guys that. You know, as far as getting vertical, I think I like Burks more than I like Hopkins as far as getting down the field. You know what I mean? So um, I just think he's a guy that everybody's forgotten about. And now that they have a, a quarterback that maybe fit his skill set a little more, I think he could be fantasy relevant moving down because he's, he should get the the lesser of the better corner, right? He should get a number yeah. two guy. Um, so should, yeah. won't be surprised if he does something. You know what I mean? So. I went ahead and actually I went ahead and he was on a free agent, so I went ahead and grabbed him. You know, just in Why case. Why not? See what happens, especially yeah, with what, what what Levis did last week. I mean, that makes sense. And it's early in the week, so hey, if it's a Thursday game, he don't do nothing. I can drop him. But let me Fact. go ahead and go right now and see if if anything comes out of that. Got the Dolphins going up against the Chiefs. This might be the highest over under the week. And remember, set your lineups on Saturday so you don't wake up Sunday. Uh, upset because they're going to be playing in Germany, which means it's going to be a 9.30 a.m. game. So uh, early game morning. This is a 50 and a half point over under here. And um, only a point and a half is separating the two teams. And the Dolphins are getting that point and a half. Obviously, no team is really the quote unquote home team, but uh, the Chiefs are being designated as the home team. So I don't know what advantage that gives you in Germany. 
But uh, what you got in this matchup? No advantage. You're going to have some guys. It's Germany, so you're going to have fans with Patriot jerseys on, Packer jerseys. They just be – they just want to be around football, so. Right. Um, for, Man, this game, I like everybody. Just play everybody. Anybody on offense. Um, As far as the Dolphins is concerned, of course, you go with the Waddles, the Tyreeks, the um, Mosters of the world, Tua. Uh, again, Kansas City, the same old, same old thing. You know, you play – Mahomes, you play Kelsey. Uh, Rice has emerged. Other than that, not really a fan of you know, the pass catchers, the, you know, the MVSs. Uh, the How you feeling about Pacheco? I love him. Against this defense, I love him. Like, I think this is going to be – this game should go over 50. I know it's a lot to ask for, but there's a lot, of, a lot of things that's playing for this game. I like Tyreek as well. You know, he plays against the whole team. Um, so Facts. He, got the revenge factor in there. Right. He's going to get in the end zone, and then they're going to want to stop him on the other side. So this should be a really goodie. But I think, you know, as far as fancy implications, I think you just play the people per usual that you've been playing all year long. Got the Rams going up against the Packers. This is a 38-and-a-half point over under, which may I think is the second lowest of the week. So – you know, buyer beware as far as these two teams are concerned. And that also tells me that Vegas kind of already knows that Brett is going to be the man on the field. Um, and they've already kind of lowered the point total based on that. Um, I honestly, there's nobody in on either one of these teams that I can hang my hat on. If I can pivot from this game in general, I would. <laughs> um, like, I... I Maybe maybe on the Rams side of things, if you got a roll with uh, Henderson, um, I can see them running the ball a whole lot. Um, yeah, the Green on the, on, yeah, on, on the Packers side of things, A.J. Dillon is one of the biggest disappointments at running back in the last few years. And um, Aaron Jones may or may not be able to go. So I really don't like anybody in this matchup. Am I missing anybody? Maybe the the kickers or something? Green I mean, Bay I don't mean, Green Bay D. Oh, well, yeah, this is true. Green, I mean, well, playing against his young quarterback, he's getting his first opportunity. Yeah. Um, like I say, he has some weapons, but at the same time, we don't know who he is or what he's going to give us. Uh, so why not? I mean, if you're streaming, streaming defense, this could be one of those fan do. I want to say they're 3,900. So that's pretty cheap for a defense. Cheap, so yeah. Why not? got the Buccaneers going up against the Texans. This is a 40-point over-under, and the Buccaneers are getting two-and-a-half points. What you got on this one? I think uh, we can see some Tank Dell this game. Um, Buccaneers okay. secondary not too good, um, but uh, like last week, we seen Gabe Davis went off. They was able to contain the number one guy a little bit more, and maybe we'll see a remix of that where they be on Nico a little bit more, and then you may see Tank Dale finally have a better game. So I do like him in this game. Not a fan How do you feel about Nico? I, I know you brought him up. I, I mean, I like him. I mean, I like him. I just think that Tank Dale could be the guy, you know, as far as like – because their secondary is not that good against the pass, mm-hmm. but they have done decent jobs on the number one receiver, if that makes sense. So I think Tank Dale could have a game where he can bust out. Um, on the other end um, – it's, it's just a, more of what you've been getting, right? A uh, little bit of Evans here, a little bit of Godwin here. Not a lot of Rashad White. Um, and then Mayfield always finds a way just to 
be fantasy relevant. It looks ugly, right. but yeah, <laughs> fantasy points, 20 fantasy points at the end of the game. So I think I just see it as that. There's no sneaky plays, anything I think in this game at all. I think it's um, I do love Stroud to rebound this game. This is a game to rebound, uh, to get him back to where he's been looking like early in the season. So one thing I will say is buyer beware as far as Schultz is concerned, because as bad as the corners may be for the Buccaneers, their linebacking oh, core yeah. is pretty good. And normally, um, what's your boy? I think his name is Barrett, if I'm not mistaken. He normally ends up taking the corner. Um, I mean, excuse me. He normally ends up taking the tight end. Wait, uh, tomorrow, right? to, uh, is, is it? No, it's, it's it's another guy. It's you the got, dude that took Sam Laporte out the game. I okay, you got I, you got White, then you got the old, you got the the vet. Um, because White is the younger one. Then I think it started with a B. Is it is is it not Barrett or or no? Shaq Barrett is a more of a rush. A rush in. Um, I know. I, I, I forget who it was, but I know he was shutting down Sam Laporta. Um, and Laporta is, although he's a rookie, he's better than Schultz already. So, humble opinion as far as pass catching is concerned. Um, no, it's, 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 the, it's, all, it's an all pro linebacker, though. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely. Devontae David. That's so, who it was. It was David. Yeah, so you got David, yes. and then you yes. got White. Those are the two. It's linemen. David. Yeah, it was David. Yep, David was on the porter for most of the game. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. Um, Bears versus Saints. This is a forty-one point over under. Hmm. <laughs> the Bears are getting eight and a half. Um, yeah. So you have another backup going there. Um, and was it Bajent? Bajent? Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to feel about this matchup. I, are there any bright spots? What you got on this? Well, you got to go with the guy that's been doing the most, and that's Alvin Kamara. He's probably the number one running back for the yeah. week um, as far as fantasy. Um, you never know how he's going to give it to you. He may have 26 carries. He may have 14 catches. I mean, he's he's just giving it to you. You know what I mean? So I do like Kamara going into this matchup. Uh, if you like you know, those leagues that have the tight end, Taysom Hill is always a good gamble. You never know what he's going to give you. He'll rush. Not going to catch very much. You know, Johnson is back. Jawan Johnson, but he does have that uh, that Wildcat. They put him in on the goal line packages to do a little bit of anything. So Right. I do like Olave this yeah. game, but it just seemed like Derek Carr has more of rapport with uh, Rashid Shahid. Um, it, that's another dude that can get it in one play. Like, like... <laughs> That's how he does, though. He, he's like the he's like the DJX of the team where yes. it's just yes. one play 70, one play 60. And a touchdown. <laughs> three catches, 140 yards and a touchdown. And that's his game. You know what I mean? Right. He's only running two routes, straight and deep posts, nothing else. You know what I mean? So um, he's a guy that's a, a home run hitter. If you deep, he would be a nice little play as a flex play. Uh, but as far as um, I'm, I'm not a fan of the Chicago uh, running back group going against this Saints defense. Uh, I do like the Saints defense going against them, though, on the other side. So, what about the uh, any other Bears pass catchers, whether it be wide receiver, tight end, whatever the case may be? There. No, nope. I mean you've seen a little bright spot in Cole commit, but the Saints are a team that also doesn't give up lots of tight end. Where they have 
Matthew in the back, who usually jumps on a lot of tight ends. Um, so, and they usually pretty good against the run. I don't, I, and it hasn't really been a good connection between Badgett and DJ Moore. So, no, I'm not feeling any of their pass catches at all. I'm not feeling about the team offensively at all, to be honest with you. We got the Vikings going up against the Falcons. This is a 37 point over under, and the Vikings are getting five points. Uh, I guess Vegas likes the the change at quarterback there for the Falcons. Um, this is another low scoring uh, predicted game. Uh, a lot of these games this week are predicted to be low scoring. So you might have some uh, fantasy winners scoring under 100 points this week. So matchups, uh, m- making sure you kind of put in your best bet for your matchups are going to be extremely important there, especially um, when you're talking about putting a few shekels on uh, DFS, and things of that nature. Um, this is another game where I kind of feel like I feel like if points are going to be scored, it'll probably be on the Falcon side of the ball. I don't like the Vikings running back situation all that much. Um, and I don't know what to expect out of Hall. Um, he didn't do very much when called upon last week. And actually, I thought that um now correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the coordinator there? Hadn't Joshua Dobbs played for the for that coordinator there before? Uh, or do you or do you recall? Not, I, I want to say I think so because that coordinator, okay. that coordinator there is coming from. He LA. came from the Rams. Yeah, yeah that's I right. Think the Browns the is where he's kind of accustomed to from Browns to yeah. You know what I mean, so um, no, I don't think so. And that's the thing so, too. You know, Talking about Dobbs. Uh, mm-hmm. How fast is he going to be able to, you know, get his offense? Now he's on his third offense in like the last like six months. <laughs> you know? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I, I really don't like this week for the Vikings. Um, I would kind of attempt to maneuver away from them if possible. Um, as far as the Falcons are concerned, there'll be, you know, I can see uh uh, Bijan having a decent game there um, based on them running the ball pretty much the entire fourth quarter. Um, I can see London having a pretty decent game. Hopefully Pitts, Pitts will have a decent game. I, I don't think there'll be a whole lot of touchdowns, uh, but I can see quite a bit more completed passes from Heineke in comparison to what they had with Ritter. Um, we have the Seahawks going up against the Ravens. This is a 44-point over-under, and the Seahawks are getting six points. What do you have on this one? Seahawks-Ravens. Oh, man. Hmm. You know what? This this game is is kind of tricky as far as um, – I'm, I'm, well, I'm not a fan of their running game. But last week was kind of like, what's going on? You see Charbonnet and Matt Walker was kind of like split. Um, as far as the reps, that was kind of out of you know out of the ordinary, being that Charbonnet just got back from injury, and now he's yeah. back, and they put Kendall Walker kind of to the back burner. So that's something to watch moving forward. Uh, this game, I think just the usual guys, the usual suspects. Um, Lamar, um, I do like uh, Flowers this game, um, even though he'll have a couple of run-ins with uh, Witherspoon and the guys in the secondary. Off of Seattle. Um, I think this, I'm not a fan of. Mm, I mean, Andrews, yeah. I think, I think just the usual suspects, to be honest with you. If you've been playing Ravens players this year, you're going to have to keep Play playing the same them. dudes. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? If this game is concerned, 
on the other end, it's the same thing. I mean, you can't bench McCaff. You can't bench Lockett more than likely. You probably don't have really good replacements. Uh, so you're probably going to be forced to play these guys. Got the Cardinals going up against the Browns. This is a 37.5 point over under, and the Cardinals are getting eight points. I think they're going to need more than eight, to be honest with you. Um, the, the Browns' defense, love the Browns' defense this week. Um, the Browns' defense may actually be able to give you a few points where a couple of your skill guys may end up lacking a, a, lacking a little bit. Um, but I definitely love the Browns' uh, side of the ball. Um, and because the Cardinals' defense is going to be on the field so much, um, if Deshaun Watson is a go, even if he isn't a go, P.J. Walker hasn't been um, you know, that bad. So I can kind of see uh, Cooper having a good game. I can see the run game definitely being good because, again, by the fourth quarter, that may be all that they're doing. That may be all that's necessary to go ahead and bring it on home. So um, I can kind of see the Browns uh, doing their thing as far as uh, this matchup is concerned. There's really nobody on the Cardinal side of things that I really want to um, do anything with if I can avoid it. Um, mm. If I have to, you know, younger quarterbacks, inexperienced quarterbacks tend to throw the ball to the tight end a little bit more, a little bit, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage, a little bit of an easier pass. Uh, and we did see that it looks like the game plan may have been to really get McBride involved last week. So if you have, um, you know, bye week issues as far as tight end is concerned, maybe that's the guy that I go to because they're definitely going to be throwing the ball the entire game. So maybe he's able to, you know, you know, in a PPR situation, maybe catch six, seven balls for, you know, 50, 60 yards and end up having a, a pretty decent day as far as the tight end is concerned there. Uh, we have the Commanders going up against the Patriots. This is a 40-and-a-half point over-under, and the Commanders are getting three-and-a-half points. What you got on this one? I'm saying no to the Commanders' backfield. Uh, no Brian Robinson Jr., you definitely Gibson probably on your phrase and listen your league. He hasn't done much all year long. Um now the the Washington commanders, they are kind of susceptible to the run. But again, it's pretty tricky because the games that you think that Ramondre is going to do something, he gets 10 carries. Right. Um, or he gets out carried by Ezekiel Elliott. So uh one guy would say, you know, Washington's horrible on the back end. If you kind of dig in deep, uh, maybe a waiver wire ad for this week for you. Demario Davis, it seems he's the top guy now on that depth chart. Um, being Kendrick there, Bourne is out. Yeah, uh, Kendrick Bourne is now out. Um, Parker, not. I don't think he's there. Juju Smith-Schuster just coming back. And the young guy, you know, he's talented. The young guy, Demario Davis, he might be a bright spot, a surprise. Um against this leaky back end of the uh, New England, of the Washington Commanders. Um, so How do you I, feel about uh, Hunter Henry in this matchup? He, he started out kind of hot. We haven't really heard his name much in the last few weeks. Um, is this a, a, a Hunter Henry signing or more so um, your your Juju's and um, um, Douglas's other – not Douglas. Flip, um, flip a coin. Flip. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never really know. This uh this New England offense has been very unpredictable uh this year as far as who doing what, you know what I mean? So uh but again, like I said, I, I would go to Mario Davis. He's probably gonna be my favorite guy 
think because he's probably the most talented, you know, skill-wise guy they have in the room right now. Mm-hmm. And his Washington secondary is horrible. So I got to go with this weakness against this uh, strength. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so how you feel about um, Mac Jones this weekend? With that being said, he'll find a way to mess it up. So even though, <laughs> so Demario can have a good game without Matt Jones really having a good game. That makes sense. Okay. Um, Demario may have eighty and a touchdown or something, and then Matt Jones will have one hundred ninety-one yards pass. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like one of those not things. Really. You know what I mean? So not feeling Matt Jones per se, but again, I'll say I like Demario on one end, and on the other end, I really like you know Sam Howell's playing pretty decent. Um, I think the Patriots are coming in like middle of the road against the pass. So you got to keep running Terry McLaurin per usual and uh, Logan Thomas on that side of the ball. You got the Colts going up against the Panthers. This is a 44-point over-under, and the Panthers are getting two and a half points. Um, I like Cuba Hubbard in this game. Uh, the Colts' uh, run defense has been a little leaky. I don't necessarily like Young. Don't really like it. Well, Adam Thielen, I like as far as the pass catcher is concerned. But I'll say this uh, they finally won a game when they stopped letting the head coach do the play calling. So, you know, it, maybe this is going to, you know, be a, a turning of the tide, if that makes sense, as far as their offense is concerned and play calling is concerned. So, um, I do like on the coach side, I do like uh, Taylor and Moss, honestly. Um, as far as DFS is concerned, Moss is probably going to be the cheaper of the two. So if you're trying to find a DFS play, I'd probably go with Moss um, because the Panthers' defense is run defense is about as bad as the Colts' run defense. So um, I also like the Colts' pass catchers. I can see uh, either Pittman or Downs. I don't think both will have a good game, but I can see one of the two having a, a pretty decent game. Uh, but those are the only people that I would kind of um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, um, I would uh, start I think, if I had. I think it's one of those games in a DFS, man. You might be comfortable playing both running backs. Uh, you know, Carolina being like – It depends the, on JT Price, though. Uh, the reason I said Moss is because higher. of the price. Yeah, he's a, he's a lot higher. But, I mean, the Carolina Panthers are so bad against the run that they both may be able to get off and have pretty decent um, fantasy games. But, like you said, go with the cheaper one. I would go with Moss as well. And I think Cuba Hubbard is going to be pretty inexpensive as well. And like I said, the Colts uh, run defense is just as bad as the Panthers. And Sanders hasn't been, Sanders only had two carries last week, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. So Hubbard is, is is taking that job. Um, Sanders is showing the reason why Philly moved on from him. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. Uh, you got the Giants going up against the Raiders. Another 37-point over-under. Um, this is one and a half points going to the Giants. Uh, what do you like? Who do you like on this one? Who don't you like? I think I'm going to try this Aiden O'Connell thing out. Um, in the DFS, I want to say he's 61. Do you like him over um, the other quarterback in the game, Daniel Jones? Someone to do with the hurt Nick. <laughs> the one and only. Yeah, he, he's yeah. uh he's the only healthy option on his team. Uh, well, 
DeVito's there, but he he Darren Waller, Darren Waller, would, yeah, Darren Waller would not be present this game. Right, he's um, gonna be out for a few weeks. Um, it's looking like. I just read his defense isn't, you know, world beaters. They do have a bright spot in Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marcus Peters, a couple of guys play here and there. Um, again, I I think I'm gonna try this for sixty two hundred dollars. Fanduel, Aiden O'Connell. Devontae Adams pairing. I think now that they threw everybody out, Devontae probably should get 20 targets this game. You know, the over-under should be at least 18. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, is he going to get 18 targets off? Is that the over-under is like 18 targets? I really think he's going to be peppered. I mean, and again, with the opportunity, with a decent ball throw, I think he can make the best out of it. So I think the Raiders, are, they're going to, Sometimes you need a joke in that locker room. And a new uh, coach uh, bring win this one for the Gipper type situation. Right. And, you know the, even those the first game after the head coach gets fired, they they have a little fire under him, like to show that it wasn't them, it was him. Right, and Pierce is not like an offensive guy, the new head coach in the right. interim. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, Jeff Saturday, he was like a center. You know what I'm saying? We seen a couple <laughs> guys go out there and they just play up for this guy. Um, and the new OC is probably. Is he a QB coach? He was a QB coach before, or what? Whoever was calling the plays, whoever knows. But I think, um, yeah, I'm going to Raiders on this one. I think Jacobs gonna be a, they're gonna get him in position to make some plays. Um, like I said, like Adams, uh, definitely fan do. I'm playing O'Connell for sixty two hundred. It's the cheapest starting running quarterback. It's cheapest starting quarterback you're gonna be able to find. I'm not a fan of anybody offensively on the Giants because that offense hasn't really done much this season. Whether it's Jones with it or not. Of course, Barkley. We love Barkley. They're going to run him. He's going to have over 30 touches. That's the over under on him. 30 touches. You know, he's going to get a ton of looks. So I do like him, but he's the only bright spot on this team offensively. You got the Cowboys going up against the Eagles. This is the 46 point over under, and the Cowboys are getting three points, which means Vegas thinks this game is an even matchup because the Eagles are going to be the ones at home. Um, a lot of times divisional games end up being that, you know, knockdown drag out, you know, we know you as well as you know you, cause we see you twice a year type of a situation. Um, and, and it's either normally really close and a low score or one of the other teams blow the other team out. It's, it's like, it's not normally, you know, anywhere in between. Um, in this particular situation, I can kind of see. You know, I, I would be comfortable starting the people that I normally start. I'll put it that way. Um, I don't know which direction the game is going to go in as far as if it's going to be that low scoring or if it's going to go the opposite. But the guys that you're used to starting, you got to start them. Your C.D. Lambs, your your uh, Tony Pollard's of the world, uh, Hurts, um, you know, A.J. Brown. I don't know how I feel about um, Devonta Smith. I don't know what's going on with him, but he hasn't been his normal self. Um, you know, as of late, um, let me ask you this. How do you feel about Swift in this game? Uh, I think he, he could do well. I don't think he don't get any touchdowns at all. Okay. That's the only knock on Swift. Like he runs well, but when they get closer to the end zone, then you know what's coming. It's like gain well. <laughs> no, not even gain well. You're going to quarterback. Oh, hurts. <laughs> right. They're going to quarterback sneak it in the end zone, you know what I mean? But last week, did see the little wrinkle where they came in at four yeah. 
they, they, they ran the counter instead of the tush push. Right. So yeah. you know, we may see some of that. Um, I do like Swift though, this game. The Cowboys are not that they're pretty old. they okay against the run, you know what I mean? But now Pollard, he's kind of, you know, kind of the expect temper my expectations on him being going against this front of the Philadelphia Eagles. But I do love CD Lambda's game where Philadelphia, they can't stop a nosebleed on the back end. So I like him a whole lot this game. Maybe you see some Brandon Cooks. I think he caught a touchdown in the last two games. Low yardage, but he has caught a touchdown, I think, in the last two. So got the Bills going up against the Bengals. This is the Sunday night game of 49 and a half point over under. And the Bills are getting two points. Man, um, I I, kind of feel like this game is going to have some fireworks. Um, I would start everybody, like every offensive person that I can start from these two teams, I would start them. Um, I like Cooks versus the Bengals defense. I like uh, Gabe Davis, Diggs um, on the Bengals side. Uh, And and I like, I I love uh, Kincaid. Um, (laughs) As far as the Bengals are concerned, I'd run Mixon back out there again. Um, obviously, you love Chase. Um, both quarterback. I mean, I, I I don't I don't see with Vegas telling me that this is a forty nine and a half point over under. With it being a night game, which those traditionally go a little bit you know higher and under the bright lights for whatever reason. Um, I, I don't see any person that you would normally have a decision to start that I wouldn't start. Or am I missing something? Not with you. Cool. Uh, Jets versus the Chargers. That's the Monday matchup. So this is a 40-point mm-hmm. over-under. And the Jets are getting three and a half points. Go ahead and round us out with this one. Brees Hall, man. I think this is going to be the coming out party. Uh, we heard the noise for the last couple of weeks. So you've seen some, some things here and there. But I think he's going to really um, – it's coming. You know what I mean? Like 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 Prime, like Coach Prime said, we we coming. Um, go ahead and go buy low right now. You know, go ahead and buy them. Um, before this before this week starts. You know, mm-hmm. I would recommend um if you need some running back help, this is the guy you go look for. I know a lot of people are saying Javante Williams and stuff like that, but his schedule is not as favorable down the stretch. They have been like gearing him up, give him the reps and stuff, but I love Brees Hall. He's one of my favorite running backs going down the stretch. Um, so, yeah, I love him this game. Offensively, I mean, the Jets, damn, you know, what do you do? And Zach Wilson, you know what I mean? Right. So, Garrett Wilson. At least he hasn't been losing the game for him as of late, but fantasy-wise, yeah. Yeah, fantasy-wise. Garrett Wilson has been getting a lot of targets. And for that reason, you you know, he's a, a play, maybe a wide receiver three play. Um, for your team at this point. Uh, Chargers, you know, per usual, you know, even though Tempe expectations with the secondary, I mean, it's one of the best secondaries in the league. Um, so right. we may see Keenan Allen numbers a little lower, Palmer played numbers a little lower. If and Palmer got hurt last week, I haven't seen anything saying, you know, what his prognosis is for this week just yet. Yeah. Um, if he's out of there, and and they can attempt to shut down Allen. I don't see um, Johnston stepping up. I mean, this might be a, a how, how you feel about Everett against the Jets? 
the, the tight end? Yeah. This Especially is a game. Palmer not 100%. I think the Jets can beat these guys. But if you are offensively, if you're talking about receiver-wise, then yeah. Um, ever, or maybe even Palm, uh, Parham. Yeah, yeah. The big, the yeah. big tall guy. Um, him as well. I think they could do some, 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 uh, uh, do some, some hurting in between the lines in the middle of the field. But on the outside, I'm not a fan of any of the wide receivers going against this, these type of corners. Um, the Jets, the weakness would be the tight end, you know, going against those guys. So, um, I do like, I do like Parham and maybe Everett, but Parham be getting a little, so he's been getting a little bit more love than Everett. Yeah. Especially in the, uh, um, when, when they're in goal line packages. Yeah. So I, I and I don't know if that's because the defense is paying more attention to Everett or what, but yeah, he has been, uh, and he's not a guy that people are looking for as far as fantasy is concerned. So you know, may, maybe if you spin up in DFS on you know all the other positions, and you you know you get to that tight end position, and you want to get a tight end that you don't have to spin up on, but is you know might be one likely to possibly pop off a touchdown. That might be a guy that you want to keep in mind. Um, but that pretty much covers it for this week. Uh, we'll be back to you same time, same place next week. But for tonight, we out.